So as I was saying, we, um, in seven days we celebrate and remember the birth of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And it's a wonderful event, and it's second to the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But before I get into tonight's gospel, I wanted to talk a little bit, go back a couple of weeks to the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. Because the gospel we hear at the Feast of the Immaculate Conception ties in right with this gospel. In that gospel that we heard, it's when the, these, uh, the, the, um, the Spirit of the Lord comes to Mary and says, you will conceive a child, and this child will be great, and this child will be the Son of God. Now, at that time, Mary was betrothed to Joseph. And back then, what that meant was they, did every, they were technically married. They did everything as a couple, as a married couple. They made decisions together. They planned together. They tended things together as a married couple. So they were technically married. And when Mary heard these words that she was going to conceive a child and give birth to it, she understood Jewish law. And Jewish law back then said, if a betrothed becomes pregnant and it's not by her betrothed, he has a right to stone her to death. He has a right to publicly humiliate her and disgrace her. And I wonder if that was going through Mary's mind while this was going on. But what happens? Knowing all that, knowing that her life is about to be changed completely, what happens? She says yes. She says yes to God. Yes to all that involves. So that brings us to today's gospel. And today's gospel is a little glimpse at Joseph. And it's actually probably the largest glimpse we get of Joseph in the Gospels. Where Joseph learns that Mary is pregnant and he knows he's not the father. So what does he do? He's a righteous man. He's a good man. He decides to divorce her quietly, saving her the humiliation. The angel of the Lord comes to Joseph said, Joseph, do not be afraid. The same words that he spoke to Mary, do not be afraid. Don't be afraid of me. Don't be afraid of what's to come. And he says to Joseph, this is how she conceived the child through the Holy Spirit. It's okay, you can take her into your home. It's all right. And Joseph does just that. He says yes to God also. Knowing full well, any plans that him and Mary had already made are probably out the window. Any future that he thought about was probably going to be totally different. But yet he says yes. The two of them, separately and together, say yes to God. A yes that changed the world, completely changed the world. I often think about if I was in that position, could I say yes? I have a hard enough time sometimes saying yes to things that are a lot less intrusive in my life. So that brings us to now, 
looking ahead to the Nativity of the Lord, the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. By next week, this time, the presents will be unwrapped, the, the lights are still up, the tree is glowing, the family has gathered, the meal has been eaten. Everything was in place, all the things that we prepared for that day. All the secular things we prepared for that day. Did we prepare spiritually? We've had four weeks warning, or three at this point. Did we prepare spiritually? If the answer is yes, then fantastic. That's great. If the answer is no, or then don't think so, there's good news. We have seven days. I'd like to propose something for all of us, and I myself included, over these next seven days. And it's very simple. It's not threatening. Do not be afraid. It's very simple. But before I get into that, if you were to walk into our house right now, you would see on display over 100 nativity sets. Now, we're not hoarders. We just like the nativity. The nativity is very special to our family. Um, years ago, when our kids were very small, we were, my wife and I, or our family was in charge of putting on the living nativity here at the parish. For, and we did it for about seven years. And it was a wonderful, wonderful experience because the kids were involved. They were throwing hay around and, and leading the animals in and all sorts of things like that. So the nativity scene, the nativity itself, became very special to us. And we collected nativity scenes from around the world, literally. Little ones, big ones. What I would like to propose to all of us over the next seven days is take some time. Now, I know time is relevant to each person. It can be five minutes, it can be 10 minutes, or 30 minutes, it can be whatever it is that you can sacrifice. Sit in front of the nativity. Hopefully you have one in your house. If you don't, pull up a picture on the internet of the nativity scene. Immerse yourself into it. Ponder it. Think about it. Look at it deeply. Make it a prayer to God during that time that you spend with this scene, this beautiful scene. Think about what was the atmosphere that took place then? Was it chaotic with animals going everywhere? Was it peaceful? Was it joyful? Was it fearful? What was the atmosphere like? Then look at the individual characters in that scene. What do you think they were thinking? What was going through their minds? Now, we'll never know the answer to this. But if you immerse yourself in that, you're placing yourself there. And what a better place to be than with Jesus Christ at his birth. Immerse yourself. And I promise you, if you do that, come next Sunday, you will have a stronger faith and a stronger relationship with Jesus Christ for doing that. I'd like to leave you with a quote. And this is by St. Alphonsus Liguori. He says to all of us, arise all you nobles and peasants, 
Mary invites all, rich and poor, just and sinners, to enter the cave of Bethlehem, to adore and to kiss the feet of her newborn son. Let us enter. Let us not be afraid. Amen.